Exploding Erica's podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Live from New York City, it's the Erica Finn Show. And your host who gets up close and personal with celebrities from the stage and beyond, Erica Finn. Well, everyone, welcome to tonight's show. I am sitting with Mimi Paris in her dressing room, her very cozy dressing room at the Winter Garden Theater. The smell of decaf coffee in, in the background. Um, hi, Mimi. Hi. <laughs> Nothing but the best. Exactly. Now, you're no stranger to Broadway. Um, you just finished up a tour of On the 20th Century with Kristen Chenoweth. And you toured with some of my most favorite productions, including Wicked, where you played Alpha Bond. Yeah. And we're here right now because you're playing the role of Patty in Andrew Lloyd Webber's School of Rock. Totally. Musical. So um, I saw the show. It was so much fun. Oh, I thanks. just loved it. The cast works so well together, and everyone is just so talented. It's a good group. A good it group. is. We got yeah. lucky. You did. You did. And you're <laughs> phenomenal in oh, it. Oh, thanks. Um, and did you ever did you ever think like that you would be in an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical on Broadway? I don't know if it, I ever really thought about it. I yeah. mean, it's that's quite a goal to have. Sure. I mean, it's it's pretty. He's incredibly iconic, so it's definitely a treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you grow up like listening to? Yeah. His? Oh yeah. my God, I grew up listening to Cats. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Cats. Totally. Because. Why not? Who wouldn't be? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I came to the city, when I was in school, towards the very, right before Cats closed, um, I actually worked here in the Winter Garden Theater. Oh, you did? I bartended. I sold sodas and Jack and Cokes and everything I could oh. do to help pay my tuition uh, while Cats was in the theater. So I knew exactly. It's come full circle. It's come full circle. It must circle. have given you chills when you first got this role. Like it was back cool. on that. Yeah. Was, you know, when it hit me, it was the first day we came to the theater and we walked okay. out on stage. And I looked back to the little area in the house where I used to uh-huh. put out my sodas in intermission. And I was uh-huh. like, all right, this is kind of weird. This yeah. is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's kind of trippy. <laughs> um, you're fantastic in the show. And you play Thanks. Patty, as I was mentioning before, who's the girlfriend of Ned, played by Spencer Moses. Now, had you seen the movie before you auditioned? Oh, yeah. I've seen the movie before. I haven't watched it since I, I got the audition. Mm-hmm. I haven't um, gone back to it. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I could have. Sometimes, you know, there, there have been several musicals that have been based on movies, and a lot of times to prepare, I'll go back and make sure I know the gist of what the movie was about. But, you know, the, the movie is memorable enough, and uh, especially a role like Patty, which I think mm-hmm. has changed and developed into something different from mm-hmm. what the film was, that sure. it, it just didn't seem fruitful to go back Who and, played it in the movie? Sarah Silverman. Oh, okay. Has yeah. she been to see the show yet? Not that I'm aware of, okay. no, no. I'm sure she will. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Um, like, what part of your character, I always love to ask you those questions, do you relate to the most or, or not relate to? Well, I mean, Patty sometimes comes off as a little, um, She's a little controlling. She's a little manipulative. I don't think any of that I totally identify with. <laughs> or will admit to. But I understand exactly. But, you know, anybody can understand the impetus of a character like that and the motivation of a character like that to, to you know, want to control their circumstances. I mean, she's very political. She works for the mayor. Mm-hmm. She's very ambitious. I suppose if I were to identify with Patty on any level, it's that we're both, she's much more type A than I am. Mm-hmm. But I'm very organized. I like to, I'm big into time management and efficiency. Mm-hmm. 
Um, What's your favorite like organizational technique? Are you oh, like a gosh. list maker? I'm a list maker. A... I'm less okay. of a list maker than I used to be because I think my list making got out of hand at okay. one point <laughs> in my life. Because I would make lists and I would assign times to everything, <laughs> like 45 minutes to get up and get ready to leave, and then leave, and uh, approximately an hour on the train just to make, you know, just, uh. to, just to be in case of train delays, you know, <laughs> and then get there 15 minutes early, you have time to do this, and if you don't, you have time to, you know, it was a little obsessive, right, right, and luckily right. I married a man who kind of was like, you need to calm down. <laughs> but there is no better feeling than just crossing that off the list. That's the good thing. It feels good to make a list sometimes, because you really do know when you've accomplished things, and and you know, it's, it's a good thing. So I think in those areas, I relate to Patty. She's also just very much an adult. Uh You know, I think one of the reasons that the audience relates to, um, their mutual dislike of Patty by the end of the show is even though she's really, if you look at her on paper, she's kind of the most reasonable adult in the play, but it's written so well that we identify and we love the character Dewey so much, uh-huh. you know, the protagonist of the piece, and he's such just a big kid, and and he's not good at the adulting, you know, and we want to relate to him and identify with him, so anybody who seems parental yeah. in any sense is no yeah. fun, and yeah. that's the way it should be at School of Rock. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Yeah, and Dewey is played by um, Alex, Alex Brightman, Alex Brightman yeah. and he's fantastic in the role. Yeah, he's, he's okay. No. <laughs> he's all right, you know. He does a great job. He's, he's great. He does it. I picture that he is exactly the same off stage. I don't know. I just get this sense that he's this, like, free-spirited guy. Yeah, and, I think in a lot of ways he is. Uh-huh. You know, he's really laid back. He's great with the kids. Yeah, I think he's he's able to bring a lot of himself to his character. Yeah. And what is that like? I mean, it's a different dynamic because you, you have a ton of kids on this show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 18 kids right now. Wow. We're all, like, so amazing. They're and incredible. Professional and, yeah. you know... They're incredible. Wow, it's, it's, what's amazing is that they they are they're little professionals and they're so talented and they're so terrific on stage and off. But at the same time, they're they're still kids, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. it's it's kind of fun. Sometimes it drives you a little nutty because they're still kids. But you know, we did Secret Santa this year. We opened and then it was the holidays. And I've never had so much fun with Secret Santa on a show before because. It was all kids, and yeah. kids are so great. They love presents of any kind. Sure. They love giving you gifts, and they love yeah. it's everything is amped up. It's much more exciting. Mm-hmm. So that's what was fun. your like Secret Santa gift that you gave? Um, I don't know. I gave a lot of little gifts. So, you know, that was yeah. helpful. They gave a list of we got to write down what we liked and what we didn't like. And sure, sure. I had a great Secret Santa. Yeah, it turns Secret out Santa gift in here. That was I don't. I took it home because oh, I loved it so much. Oh, what was it? I'm a big Kansas City Chiefs fan. Okay, and it's a big glass beer stein mug because you went to school there right i i went or high in, school there okay mm-hmm. high school yeah and, and you, my husband's born and raised there okay but you were born in texas that's right okay yeah I, I was trying to figure out I, there's not really an accent i don't know if that's oh no something no you, you worked on oh that was for... definitely something that was taken out of me uh-huh. in the midwest does it come yeah. back ever when you're with like um, yeah i think it comes back a little bit if i'm with family you uh-huh. know my mom has passed away now but when my mom was alive and we talk on the phone i used to joke that for an hour after we get off the phone i sounded like my mom <laughs> who had a sweet light drawl she didn't have anything too crazy but a little uh, texan uh-huh, in her, you know uh-huh. so, so uh, how old were you when you moved from uh texas to kansas city uh well we moved from texas to a small town in missouri when i was about nine okay. and we lived there for a short amount of time and then actually moved to florida and then moved from florida to kansas city so it was oh, kind wow. of a roundabout way yeah. of getting there and then you know then i moved to new york mm-hmm. right after high school so so you, did, did you think 
all that moving because that can be hard on a kid. That's did what it? they say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, it, I don't know anything different. Did so. it create independence in you? Do you think maybe? I think or? I would have been independent either way. Mm-hmm. I come from independent people. Yeah. My mom and my dad are both both very fiercely independent, and artistic, and you know, question mm-hmm. authority and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. Moving around probably helped that, you know, probably yeah. made me a little more independent, a little more outgoing maybe, but I, I don't really know. I mean, my husband was born and raised in the same house his entire life mm-hmm. until he left for college, and, and uh, you know, obviously we're different in a lot of ways, but we're similar in a lot of ways too, so I, I think it probably depends more on your family dynamic than sure. anything. Sure, sure. Um, now, you, when you came to New York, did you come to New York to attend the American Musical Dramatic Yeah, Academy? I did, okay. yeah. And um, what was that experience like? Oh, it was great. Yeah. You know, I went, I auditioned for a a few different schools. This was the only school I auditioned for that was not a four-year program, Mm -hmm. uh, four-year degree program. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons I chose it, (laughs) is I was very impatient, you know, as you are when you're that age. I was Mm -hmm. like 16, and I was like, I was ready to go. I didn't want to waste any time. So it worked out well for me. I I had a great experience at the school. I learned a lot. I had some great instructors. Um, A lot of my colleagues from school or working still and you know as you keep in touch with a lot of uh, uh, sometimes you just come to come into contact yeah. with them in the business yeah which is sure. great sure you sure know. yeah um and so right after that did you go straight from that into just auditioning for mm-hmm. roles and what was the first role you ever got uh my first job i got out of school was summer stock because of course you finished school in like june so it was summer stock in new hampshire out in like a ski town that in the summertime attracted, you know, vacationers to the lakes and hiking and stuff. And, and it was Audrey and Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, I and, love that role. Yeah, it was great. Oh my God, you've done so many good roles. It was a really good time. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, that was one, it was so early and I was so young, but I remember thinking like, oh good, I can do this and put it on my resume and then maybe I'll play it a bunch of different times. Mm-hmm. And I've never played it again. I've mm-hmm. never gone, but not many people produce that show. No. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It's such no, a fun show. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> were you always, like, from a, from being a child, were you always interested in theater? Did you know this? No, I didn't know this existed. No. I mean, I, that's not entirely true. When I was little, there's a theater in Dallas called Casa Manana, mm-hmm. and they would do children's shows. They would have children's productions through there. And when I was little, we used to go to the children's shows, mm-hmm. and I remember really enjoying them. But it still didn't, you know, most people, if you don't come from this, you don't realize this is a thing that you can do. You know, it just seems like a fun after-school activity. You don't realize that. So I always sang. My family used to sing a lot, and I always sang, and I always wanted to sing. And then it wasn't until we moved to Kansas City, and they had a really great program at the time that is now defunct, which is too bad, uh, that was a magnet school program. And they had themed schools, and uh, one of the themed schools was an arts middle school. I was middle school age then. And so I wanted to sing, so I tried to get in there, and of course I did not get in. My second choice was a communication school. But then at the last minute, they had an opening. So I got in at the last minute, but I didn't get to choose classes. I didn't get to audition, so they just assigned me classes. And, of course, I didn't have a single choir class, but I had intro to theater and beginning dance. Oh. So that kind of changed the direction. Wow. I love that. I love that. You know, I feel like it happens a lot just in life with people. You know, you end up in a career you didn't fully expect right. or intend, you know, just by following your initial passion and it leads you to other things. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. And that was, and I can't believe I didn't discover it earlier. It went, as soon as I discovered acting, I was like, oh, this is what I was supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. This is, oh, this is a thing. 
Now, you, you mentioned Jonathan. Yeah. Um, how long have you been married? Six years. Oh, wow. How, how did you meet? We met doing a show. He you used did. to be an actor, okay. yeah. We okay. Met, we met doing a production of Grease. Oh, wow. He was Sonny and I was Rizzo. Oh, cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we didn't start dating then. We didn't start. He moved to New York a little bit later. He was still in college. Okay. And how did you reconnect? Um, actually, at the bar in town where we watched Chiefs games. Because okay. I told the people I met who are from Kansas City uh-huh. that this is a place I go and yeah. they show the games. And so he started going. Now, is he still in the industry as well, or is he doing no, other no, things? No, no, he does other stuff. Yeah, he comes yeah. from, uh, his family runs a restaurant in okay. Kansas City, so he's in restaurants here. Is it helpful having someone that was in the industry to kind of understand oh, yeah, what you go through? yeah. Like, I mean, I think there are lots of different, you know, I know people who are in lots of different kinds of relationships, but I think it it does help things a bit that he gets it, he understands. You know, I've been on tour without him, and I've been on tour with him, okay. and... You know, he's always been supportive of when we got our dog. It was I was in the middle of tech rehearsal. It just happened to be the time when this dog came into our lives, and so bless his heart, he oh, was the one have? that stayed at home with that puppy while she uh-huh. peed and pooped all over the house, <laughs> and chewed the carpet, and it was great. What kind of dog do you have? A little mutt, cookie, cookie. Oh, that's she's her. cute. You guys can't I see her, but she's bit. really yeah, adorable. Yeah, she is really <laughs> cute. She's like white. She looks a little bit like my Yorkie. I think she's a little Yorkie. She her. might have a little Yorkie. Yeah. She's part Shih Tzu and some kind of terrier and all cute and love. So how do you keep, you know, it's it's grueling, of course, like either touring on a production yeah. or just being in production locally and, you know, six times a week, six days a week. Mm-hmm. What do you do to keep yourself healthy? Especially in January when oh, everyone absolutely. is sick everywhere. I swear, you know, out of all of the responsibilities we have as performers, I think it's kind of, you're right at the top of the list, just maintaining your health and your body and your well-being. It's yeah. really, it really is a big responsibility. And, you know, I feel kind of fortunate that, it makes me focus on my health because I think a lot of people in regular jobs don't do that to their detriment. Um, so a lot of what I do is just trying to stay healthy and that is eating right, you know, working out or practicing yoga. I do hot yoga, which I love. Um, um, drinking a lot of water, mm-hmm. not smoking, not drinking a lot of booze, you know, mm-hmm. just the things that everybody knows you yeah. should do. But it's great because being in a position like this, um, where your body has a great deal to do with what you do for a living, puts you in a position to be really aware of your body. So you know when you're starting to get sick. You know when you're starting to feel a little tired, when you maybe need to get some extra rest. That kind sure, of sure. In terms of like eating, do you have any like foods that you swear off, or especially when you're in a show? Or you, you know, like, no I dairy don't really. Or, no, know. I don't really. I, I just kind of, you know, there's some things I like to eat more than others. I don't eat a lot of processed foods, stay away from a lot of canned foods and boxed foods, like, you know, like you're supposed to try to eat fresh as much as I can, yeah. try to eat a lot of vegetables and fruit, Sure, sure. not too much meat, it's kind of the standard stuff, but I don't adhere to any strict diet, I'm not gluten free, I'm not dairy free, I don't, yep. you know, none of that, really. I don't balance. do caffeine, Okay. yeah, right. kind of That's like right. somebody yeah. else I know here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't do caffeine and I find it's, it's a, a life changer, a game changer for me, I sleep yes. well, my body clock is so much better because of it. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that yeah. one. But I love coffee, so I still drink my mm-hmm. coffee. It's just decaf. I just love the smell. I just want to yeah. be in the aroma. I need like a <laughs> coffee spray or something. You do. You need a little coffee candle. <laughs> exactly. I'll play with you. What do you like to do in your downtime? Sleep. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sleep. I mean, I read. Um, do you live in the city? I do live in the city. Mm-hmm. I like to write. Um, it's just kind of the things everybody does. I practice yoga. Hang out with my dog and my husband. 
you know, I love being outside. It's, it's hard in the winter. You can't really get out as much, but I love just going for a walk in the park. I don't have any crazy... Do you um, go, find yourself going to shows much? or? Maybe? I try. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard when you're um, in a show and you're doing eight shows a week. Sure. Because, first of all, the schedule just, is there another show that you can see during that time? And if there is, even if it's a show you desperately want to see, sometimes it's hard to bring yourself to the theater on your night off. You yeah. know, you, you spend your entire life at the theater. It's kind of yeah. like, I kind of want to just lay on my couch and watch Netflix like normal people. <laughs> when you watch a show, can you watch it as, like, an audience member? Or do you find yourself analyzing it, you know, because you, you know, know too it's much? it's hard. I, I do. I do find yeah. myself... I, certainly not picking it apart or anything like that, but you know, I watch it and enjoy it, and I absolutely appreciate the first. I have a rule that any show I go to see, I, everybody gets a standing ovation because I know how hard it is to do what we do. Mm -hmm. So even if it's not a, a show I particularly enjoyed, yeah. <laughs> I try to give people their due because it's hard. Yeah, that's a great philosophy. It's it's hard, and a lot of people don't realize that that you know these your performers and your designers, and they didn't choose this material, and they might not have chosen this theater, and they might not have you know you don't know what they chose so. I try to support people whenever I can, but, but I do, you know, once you've been doing this as long as I have, you, you don't see a show like a normal person, I think. I can see things like where the money went. Uh -huh. Like, sometimes I find myself going like, <laughs> oh, that's really expensive. That must have been really important to them, you know, or, you know, I can see, um, you just notice things. Like, I remember a, a good friend of mine and I went to see a play several years ago, and I won't say what play, um... And it was a really great play. It was I really enjoyed a lot of things about it. One thing I particularly did not enjoy was a scene between two actors where they were drinking wine and an actor kept putting his wine glass on the bed, setting it on the bed. And things like that I can't watch as an actor and forgive. I just <laughs> right. can't. I go, first of all, as an actor, how do you not see that that's not okay? And secondly, how did your director not see that... I'm not going to set a glass of wine no. on my bed at home, and no, now no, you've just no. completely ruined on your white bedspread. Yeah, yeah so now I know there's a plank of wood underneath that, you know, lovely comforter you've got. It just really, so little things like that mm -hmm. I can't help but notice, but it certainly doesn't take away from the experience. I still love going to see good theater, so. What's one thing you'd like to tell your six, your 15-year-old self? One thing? Yes. I don't know if there's <laughs> one thing. I think if there's one, if I had to choose one thing... Gosh, save your money? I don't know. <laughs> save your money. I, if it was career-oriented, if it was like, you're going to go in and be on Broadway, so mm -hmm. here's my one thing, I would say, do what you do. Don't, don't try and conform to what you think they want to see, because I think that's something that took me years to learn, and I think takes most people years to figure out, is that you want to book the job, and you want to get the good review, and you want to, and you try to make yourself into what you think the person behind the table or the person out there wants to see rather than saying no this is my integrity as an actor is to create this the best way I can to bring myself to it the best way I can and this is the way I do it and if it doesn't work for their production then they should hire somebody else yeah. there's something else for me but it takes a lot of wisdom and a lot of experience I think to get to that point but that's it's something I tell a lot of students when I teach or when I do workshops that's, that that's like Oprah level stuff there it's I mean, big it's, it's like transcends everything it's you know? true like, it really above and beyond your skill level you know whatever you're doing if you go in and and think it's it's like you're saying that you're not good enough to just be yourself you know it's that's what you're you're kind of self-sabotaging and I really think I don't think I've ever met or spoken with an actor who hasn't done it at some point 
but hopefully you get past it and you learn that that's not fruitful to you, it's not going to benefit your career, it doesn't work and it makes you unhappy because then you go, I just didn't work hard enough to get that role rather than saying like, that wasn't me, you yeah. know? Yeah, but it's more satisfying when you're being true to yourself, too. It is. You, you know, you, you can't fool yourself. You, you can can't. Fool the world, you can't fool yourself. And you also wind up bringing something new and incredibly fulfilling artistically to the table because you bring something to the table that no one else will. You know, if you go in trying to fit into this puzzle piece and be exactly what they want, you're, you're trying to be somebody else, mm -hmm. you know, rather than bringing what you have to offer to the table. You're still playing a character but you're gonna do this the way no one else, no one else is like you. There's yep. only one you. So I wish we could embrace that at an earlier age. You know? Agreed. Not even just as actors, just as people. Agreed. Yeah. On a lighter note, before we go, I have a little game called Speed Through. Oh gosh. So I have t 10 questions I'm gonna rapid fire at you and just let's see how quickly we can get through them. All right. Morning person or night owl? Ooh, night owl. What did you have for breakfast today? Uh, a half of a cabbage roll. A cabbage roll? <laughs> I, I made cabbage rolls in the crock pot last night, and I just I ate half a one. Dinner for breakfast. Love it. <laughs> Biggest pet peeve? Uh, willing stupidity. <laughs> Three things you can't live without. Mm, decaf coffee. My husband and my dog. If you, had, if you had a beta fish, what would you name him or her? Mm, uh, probably, I, I don't know, um... Either Rolf, if it's a boy, or Hillary Rodham Clinton, if it's a girl. <laughs> okay, we know who you're voting for. It's just such a good name. <laughs> I can't, it's a good name. I think you know the answer to this, but New York City or L.A.? That's tough. Oh, I mean, I gotta it? say New York City. New York City's home, yeah. but I love L.A. I mm -hmm. do. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, L.A.'s poopy. I love it. Yeah, I'm an L.A. Kidding person. Sunshine. Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel? Fallon. If you're going to dinner at Andrew Lloyd Webber's house, what would you bring? Oh, gosh. I mean, what do you bring to Andrew Lloyd Webber's house? I don't know, an ambrosia salad? Something the man would not have? <laughs> One word that sums up your experience thus far in School of Rock. Mm, wild. I don't know, wild, yeah. One way you live life to the fullest every day. I, I don't live with regrets. I don't waste time. Awesome note to end on. Mamie, thank you so much for being thank here you. today. Thank you. This was so fun. Incredible meeting you. Everyone, it's so nice to meet you. It's so nice to meet you. Go see Mamie Paris in School of Rock. It's currently playing on Broadway at the Winter Garden Theater. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope to see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. You have been listening to The Erica Finn Show. We would love to hear from you. Contact the show with any guest requests or comments at the Erica Finn Show at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter.